Hey, it's time for the Twice Removed Podcast with Linda and Gina, where we talk about all things genealogy, including making connections with long-lost relatives while snooping in on our ancestors. Hey, it's good to know where you come from. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Twice Removed Podcast with Linda and Gina. And today we're going to be talking about the importance of family trees. That's it. Your roots. Yeah, planting root, your roots. And planting your tree on paper or digitally, and, right? Well, nowadays, yeah, but you know, I just like it on the end of the sh- the DNA shows where they roll out that big old family tree. It's it's impressive and great, but yeah, digitally is the way to be now, I guess. So, I would never be able to write that small. But, you know I, what? I'd be taping more pages to it. <laughs> it's important. And it's it's extremely important thing to do for different reasons, of course. But um, generally, you unless do? you're famous, unless you're famous, um, nobody's really going to do it for you. No one's going to track your history for you. So somebody needs to do it if they think it's at all important for future generations or just for yourself. If you want to know where you came from, and it is important. You guys got to pass this stuff down. I mean, I know when you know great grands and great great grands pass away you go into the houses and clean it out and just throw away stuff oh we don't need great grandfather's birth certificate or we don't but you know what there's vital clues there and they're just being tossed away and it's heartbreaking it is heart heart heartbreaking so we're gonna start a family tree and we're gonna tell you the vitals to do this family tree and it's easy, guys. It, it, it is easy. Yes, there might be some roadblocks along the way or a brick wall or something like that, as we call it. But we got this. We can do this. So what's the first thing, Linda, that we need to do? Well, we find all of our um, resources, pictures from photo albums, family Bibles, talk to older relatives, try to write down whatever you remember, write down everybody you remember growing up with and who was at the you know Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving or whatever holiday and try to remember who they were and write their names down and then ask whoever if you can't tell that's it just you know get your little handy dandy tape recorder out and start asking people and do you remember we you know my great grandmother was 96 and in a home and still going strong she had a broken hip and she, we went with a tape recorder one day and asked her, and three hours later, she told us everything from the start of her life in a one-room classroom, coming across, you know, the Oregon Trail, all that stuff, and would have never, ever, ever got that information from her son, my grandfather. There was nothing really around about it that we have yet to find. Um, she had a lot of sisters, so... There's another cousin that has done some research, but ask people, just let them ramble, let them run because they remember, they remember more than you think they remember. They especially remember their childhoods because that was like generally a happy time, you know, being a little kid and all of those old memories. And they'd be able to tell you who um, aunts and uncles were that were older than them sometimes, you know? Yeah. But how deep do you go? How, How far... Do we, what do we need to include? How far back do we need to go? Do you think? 
It depends on how crazy you are about all of this stuff. If you want to know who everybody is, first of all, like I'm trying to put together the family tree um, older from the people older than my grandparents, right? Mm -hmm. But so the younger people, it's like I don't know who the who some of my cousins' grandchildren are because they're in another country. I don't see them at holidays or anything like that, and I don't know maiden names. Like, I don't necessarily know my first cousin's mother's maiden name, you know, and then you want to include some of that stuff in there and you should have a little bit on them. I mean, I'd like to have, you know, like this is an aunt that I knew when I was growing up. Every time I went to visit, she'd always like stuff like 50 Deutschmarks in my hand and don't say, don't tell anybody, you know, and she wasn't related (laughs) to me by blood, but she was so sweet, you know, and just was nice to me. And it's like, I had no idea what her maiden name was until two weeks ago, you know, and um, because then my cousin didn't even know <laughs> necessarily because her grandmother had been married a couple times. So she wasn't sure which one was her mother's maiden name. And she was the youngest kid. So she had to ask her sister. And, and if you are putting them up. Yeah. Things are you'll get hints and stuff from the different um, and take the hint, people take the t- hint, take the hint, and take, it'll attach yeah. to that. So there'll be rec- records piling up on your family tree. Yeah, especially if they're especially if it's prior to like 1950, because yeah. you know the census stuff is what they release here in Germany. It's a little bit longer. Sometimes they don't. I can't necessarily find anything on aunts and uncles. I can find grandparents stuff and their siblings, but not anything newer. You'd actually have to go to the town and um, look in their archive. And who has time to just fly to Germany for like, you know, a day. Right. And, <laughs> you, know? and you know what? And also with, with wars and stuff back in the day, archives got burnt down. Yeah. So, you know, there's not a lot of records for that. And, and people that came here as slaves, there's not a lot of records. Things just stopped. And fortunately, you know, a lot of churches kept records. So if they didn't, you know, during the World War II, they might have bombed the the city, um, city hall or whatever, government buildings, but they didn't necessarily blow up the churches. Right. You know, they wanted to, they wouldn't do that because, you know, they might have been religious too. And they're like, I can't do that. I'm not going to blow up that gorgeous, you know, Catholic church that's, you know, 500 years old or whatever. No way. So, you know, you could probably check and see, oh, what religion were you? Oh, we were Catholic. Okay, well, let's find the Catholic Church and see if we can contact them. And a lot of times in the churches, they speak English in Europe. So it's just, especially when it's a a beautiful cathedral and there's a lot of people coming through to visit. And um, yeah. Well, and don't think that, like, I can't, you know, oh, a death certificate doesn't tell me anything. It tells you a lot. It sure does. Any of the birth certificate, marriage certificate, look at everything because it's only going to take one thing to spark a name. It's going to pop up and it's going to spark something or, you know, it's just going to start you. And if you hit a brick wall, which we all hit brick walls, I hit them on my Italian side constantly. You just keep digging and just start looking at, like Linda said, take the hint. And for, um, American records. Uh, newspapers.com, and I, this is not a paid endorsement, but I love that service because um, 
Some people back in the day, they used to really just write up about every little freaking detail that went on in your life, especially if you're from a smaller town and it was like the social thing, you know, like a social calendar. Like even when my mother and I went to Europe for the summer to visit our family, it wasn't like we were going on this, you know, big European vacation or anything, you know, we were staying with relatives. But, you know, they would write it up in the local newspaper and say, oh, uh, Mrs. Anderson and her daughter Linda went to, you know, and all this blah, 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 <laughs> society stuff, right? But when people in society were getting married, they would say, oh, the daughter of, you know, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, whatever, Smith. And so you could find, like, all the people who were in attendance, they would say who the bridesmaid was. So it's maybe sometimes it's a sister. Um, you can find... Like the ring bearer might be somebody's, you know, nephew or whatever. And it's like, oh, there's that last name. And I didn't, I noticed that last name before when I was looking in the records. I'm on the right path here. So, you know, old newspapers are really a great way to go. And obituaries, same thing that, you know, newspapers.com, you can sort by marriage, um, wedding announcements, engagements, and um, obituaries, of course. And then like legacy obituaries and finding out stuff and there's always going to be some names in there you don't always yes. have to have the death certificate because you can't always get that for um recent passings so you have to go to um the obituaries in the newspapers and not everybody does that as much anymore you used to have to in some places you had to post it yeah which was i found barely kind of ridiculous but um you know you had to pay for it used to be cheaper it used to be like 50 bucks or something now it's like $350, $500 to post an obituary for somebody. Well, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so a lot of people don't do it because, you know, whatever, if they're not forced to by their, um, in a lot of times the funeral home does it anyway. And you can always go to find a grave. There's usually obituaries and stuff up there that people have posted. Yeah. And um, that's a sad thing in Germany. And I don't know if it's like this in a lot of European places, but in Germany, in the hometown my mother is from, they only have the graves available for 25 years unless you want to extend it. And I don't know how many times you can extend it. I know Heidelberg, I think, is like 30 years or maybe it was 20. It was, it was off from what my mother's hometown was. But they're not even going to be there anymore. You can't even go visit after like 30 years unless the family keeps paying for the grave to be um, reinstated or kept well, up. What do, what do they do with them? Dig them up? No, they just drop them down and they put another one on top of it and take the stone away and everything. Holy cow. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's Come really on, people, sad. don't let this happen. Yeah, to so your that's family. why that's why it's really good to um, you know, if you can go get pictures and document it at least. Because and then put it on find a grave and then you can always go back later and amend it and say, Well, this has been removed, but here's what it looked like. Yeah. yeah but that's i always thought that was horrifying and attach it to your family tree yeah and um because my my aunt before she passed away um a couple of years ago she was saying yeah i talked to willie he was the only other sibling left besides her at the time and he's still here but she said well do we want to keep the our parents graves and or not you know so she was leaving it up to him so I guess I don't know what he decided, but it wow. had come up again for renewal. And it was like the grandfather, my grandfather died in 1980 and my grandmother in 1990. So it's the last one who passed plus 25 years. 
That's not very long. No, it's not really. You would think if people pass away, like when they're old and it's a generation, then you figure, well, by the time the next generation's gone, then nobody really needs that again. Well, what about the grandkids? Grandkids might want them to go, you know, and visit. But nobody, who does that anymore? Does anybody go to grave sites Me. anymore to visit? You do? <laughs> Me, yeah. yeah. In fact, we we have them all, we're all like in one place. There's a few, of, you know, that are sparsed around, but the majority of the older, olders are all at the same place. So we always try to find them and stuff. And we just found a great uncle and my great grandma, great, great grandmother's stone and we had one of the guys workers there and he couldn't find it and he couldn't find it and so they re they repainted the the numbers on the sidewalk or the street where you park and stuff and so i said i told my mom i was with my mom and my aunt and i said let's just try one more time and so we followed the little clues and walked right on them right to them and it was like there you go there they were and it was so great to finally have them too and stuff but um and, and everybody's kind of situated in the same area, but spread apart. So, but yeah, we go, still go. Yeah, they still do that in Germany. Um, my one cousin, um, she goes and she puts like little candles, little on the on the grave. That's their thing there. They don't put flowers; they put candles. It, they yeah. used to have people would bring their barbecues, little little hibachis, and cook and they basically have a party like if it was the birthday of their loved one or whatever but at, at this place up in LA it, I mean people bring their umbrellas and sit there for the day and wow. talk and, and sit in a circle around the grave and talk and stuff and, and these people have been gone for a while it's not like newly you know departed Yeah, and it's amazing to me that, that they do that that's you know a little much but it's amazing that they still are doing it nowadays yeah. Must yeah. be people older than us. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I know the tradition in Germany is they still wear black. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we do too, I think. But for like a year? Oh, no. <laughs> That's in mourning, yeah. yeah. That's very Jewish, I believe. Oh, you know, like I said, I'm Jewish adjacent. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it all comes from the same place, you know. So let me customs. ask you, what do you do when you hit that brick wall? Well, when I'm hitting it really hard, um, I go to like, if I'm allowed to have a DNA test, then and I can research people on there, that helps me a lot, right? That's like right. the first thing that I would suggest to do. And, you know, you've found tons of people like that, too, right? This is no yes. secret. But... Um, what if you have the DNA test and you can't figure out who they are? That's a brick wall right there to have. It's a horrible brick wall because <laughs> you want <laughs> you want to be able to find them. And it's like, oh, this is when you go to the relationship <laughs> chart that we were discussing um, in another show. And you can go and say, well, OK, how many centimorgans of DNA do I share with this person? And try to find it on there and then you can say, OK, well, they're a second cousin twice removed or a third cousin-ish person. So that's the set of grandparents that I'll go look for. And I'll try to see who my shared matches are and hopefully I'm on the right branch. So that's a way to go. So you can kind of tell if it's a certain amount, then you'll know that they are two generations back. <clears throat> yeah, so another way to do it then is, you know, like um, 
if you know their name, then go to newspapers.com and try to see if you can find, you know, a birth announcement, a wedding announcement, something announcement. Maybe there's, you know, maybe they went on a trip or something and they wrote it up in the a column someplace because it was so fascinating. Um, yeah. Google, just plain old Google search just to see if anything comes up. You know, maybe you can at least find out where they live. You know, it might be helpful. Are they living in a town that sounds familiar? Well, let's face it, people, too. If you're going to Ancestry, my heritage and family search and and 23Me, you're going to get more if you subscribe. It's going to cost you bucks, don't you oh, think? Oh, well, clearly. Clearly. I mean, I find to. a lot of stuff because I'm like refusing to pay for, but I see things now like in my heritage popping up going, oh, I haven't seen that. But it's like, oh, paid subscription required. So I thought, hmm, okay. <laughs> Haven't done it yet, but I think that's where it's going to head to. Well, the thing is with these is that they have different sets of records. They don't all have the same records available. It's like they're available to everybody, but you'd have to be able to access them. So what they do is they access them and then they make the copies. They scan everything and they upload it. And that's why you're paying for the service. Otherwise, you would have to go to you know, Delaware to like this little tiny town and go to their city office and ask them for their microfiche from 1970. Which would cost you more than $140. Exactly. And, but at the same time, I know that using um, familysearch.org, which is free, MyHeritage, which I went ahead and got because I noticed they had some really cool stuff on there and that I had a lot of my Scandinavian family over there. And ancestry that, that I don't get the same records from service to service. And I'm oh, glad okay. I have all three available. Yeah, but, for sure. And then I got this really great deal on newspapers.com. I'm going to say it again. Still not a paid endorsement. Um, but kind of thinking it is. <laughs> well, it belongs to ancestry, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. They own it now. So I don't know if they did before, but um, it's really handy because when you click when it, and when you want to go read something that's in newspapers, it actually opens up and you can see the whole thing instead of sitting there and say, oh, I can't read this because it's blocked. Great. Pay and they got to pay those people who scan that stuff in because that's a lot. Well, somebody's got to do the work, right? Yeah. And then social media, you know, I found Have somebody you found on people there. on social oh, yeah. media. Yeah. Wow. If I was looking for them, I found them. Yeah. It was like, clearly, if it's John Smith, probably not going to get so lucky. <laughs> But some really like unique names, it's not that hard. And then there they are. And they, you know, if, if they haven't locked themselves down too much. And then if you kind of have an idea of where they're probably related from, like, it's like, is that like a niece of like a second cousin or something or whatever? And then you just go in their Facebook and you see if you can just, if they have it open, if you can see who else is in there and find names. Like, oh, well, there's that last name. Okay, they're related to me. Great. Um, the one thing I really liked that I just tried out for the first time is the DNA Painter. DNA.com. DNAPainter.com. This one is really cool. Um, you basically, you can upload um, your family tree in there if you want to, or you can just put together basics, like for the branch that you're trying to research. And what you do is um, you put in the name, their date, their birth year, and their um, if they passed away, the year they died, 
and male or female, and the centimorgans if you if they're, if they're a DNA match. And it calculates it, and it gives you, um, a, you know, hypotheses of how they might be, if they might be the one. If 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 you're looking for somebody's father, or, you know, how could they possibly be related to me? I have all these other people in there. How, which which branch are they coming in on? I'm doing this right now, and I've got something. Um, it's like you can disqualify an entire section because the centimorgans are too low for that to be the parent um, branch. So it's like, okay, well, maybe it's another one of the uh, great-grandparents' kids that this person is coming in on. You know, so it's like I've got five siblings um, that are my mother's father and his brothers and sisters. Wow. Okay. So I've got all of them branched out with all of their um, descendants that I know of, and I've researched a bunch of them. And then I put in all of the, the information, birth and or death, whatever. And then if I have DNA matches, then I plug them in. And then, okay, I need to find out how this person, who's this person's parent is. And it'll point to it. I'll say that the probability is this one. This is the this is probably it right here. Until you research it and say, sure, but the parent would have had to have been 10. So this is not right. But it helps you narrow things down a lot. Does that help you uh, identify like a mystery DNA cousin or yeah. relative? or If you kind of know where they're from, because, because it takes all of the DNA information and uses it to, you know, calculate. The only problem is, is that if you have a low sharing DNA or a high sharing DNA relative, it throws off your numbers because it makes it look like that branch is not part of the calculation. It can't be because it won't fit. They're either too high or too low. So it'll make it look like instead of that being that person's son, it would maybe have to be their grandson or great grandson, or it would have to be their parent or they would have to have a sibling. So it's good to a point, as long as you know that your um, DNA shares are average. If they're too high or too low, it doesn't help you too much. But DNA Painter, it is an interesting thing to look at because you can put it up there as a family tree, put all that information in, and then it just kind of like, you know, it gives you a place to look. It's like, well, I wonder if it would be here. No, that won't work either because they would have had to have been 12 or they would have been in the wrong state at that mm. age, you know? So, but it is helpful. And then another one that I use, this is like so sneaky and I don't like these services much, but um, you know, those background check places online. Oh yeah. 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 I never thought of that to use that for a DNA search, but yeah, why not? Well, not DNA search, but a name search. So, um, and this really all comes down to people changing their names when they get married and all that too. It's just a pain, right? But fast yeah. background check is the one that I've been using and I don't use it for anything except trying to see who their relatives might be. And so it you provides find that info. Yeah, it's not necessarily all correct, but some of it is, you know? It's like you'll know if you have the right person and it does lead you into a good direction for names, you know? It's like, well, this may not be the right one or, you know, whatever it could be, but it's helped me already. 
That's great. So, I wouldn't think of that, but. Well, you can find people. Now I have it in my pocket, but get that tree up there. Get it yeah. up there. Ask for help. You can always come to us at twicerremove.net and we'll provide any help we can or try to steer you in the right direction. Look for Linda's blogs. She's got a bunch of blogs after the shows and stuff. And, you know, we'd love to interact with you guys, ask questions and get answers because you and know what? Videos are coming. Oh, oh, videos. And we're all in it together. I mean, we got it. You know, we're all out for the same thing. And it, it's not a competition. We can share the wealth on this. So we're not. Oh, yeah. And greedy and all that stuff on, on this thing. And that's probably a great thing about finding your DNA and stuff. You you can get the help because everybody is out there to help you. There's Facebook groups. There's, you know, people you can pay to help you if you if you just can't do it or don't have the the time or the heart to do it or want to do it. Everything exists. So well, people look stuff up. People will look yeah. stuff up for you if you're stuck and say, oh, look, yeah. I can't really afford to get a, a paid service right now. And I'm stuck on this person. Could somebody please look this up for me? Yeah, or they're called genealogy angels and they're all over Facebook yeah, and wherever Reddit. else. And you just yeah. give them what you have and they can run with it and they yep. enjoy it too. It's 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 a, a love thing. The little... Well, yeah. it's anybody who should have been a detective and <laughs> did not take that career path. Well, um, Linda, I enjoyed this one a lot because I learned a lot. So did I. So thank you for sharing. Okay, you so to share. we have to um, wrap it up now, I guess, because we've been talking. Yes. Until next time, everyone. Thank you again. Thank you. And, and we'll see, see you soon. The Twice Removed podcast is produced by Linda Anderson and Gina Glass. All opinions expressed are of our own and of our guests. For more information and upcoming guests, please visit our website, twicerremove.net.